Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Live on the drive home tonight. Uh, my name is Michael Oilers Live. I've got my uh, don't call me sidekick Dash in the park. We're uh, hopefully getting some new listeners tonight as we're on at uh, started tonight at uh, 5 p.m. Mountain on EdmontonSportsTalk.com. You can listen live there, or of course, uh, come over to YouTube.ca/slash Heavy Hockey and you can join in the chat among other things. Uh, we get the chat going. Uh, and uh, interact, live and interact. Maybe we'll uh, read some of your comments and talk to you about that. Uh, go to uh, heavyhockey.com for the latest editorials uh, from the Heavy Hockey team and the Heavy Hockey Network. And then uh, one last thing before you, before we talk about Oilers' defense from last night and systems, etc., cetera, uh, make sure you tune in tonight, uh, 9 p.m. Mountain, is Devin, Bruce, Tyler, and John. They are the Fantasy Hockey Hacks, and they'll have probably a guest or something else to uh, go along with it. Uh, welcome back, Dash. Let's talk Oilers defense. Uh, what an awful 7-4 uh, loss to the Minnesota Wild last night. And uh, now, uh, where do we go from here? But first, uh, I brought it up before the break. Evan uh, Bouchard. Thoughts on Bouch? Boosh bomb came out flying, scores one early, uh, and then uh, <laughs> the the most telling stat was uh, Bruce McCurdy, our friend Bruce. Uh, <laughs> after after uh, six games, uh, Boosh has got uh, eight points and uh, is minus eight, and last night he had got three points and is minus three. He's on pace for what is it? Minus 108. 109 points and minus 109 on the season. And I saw on Twitter that the worst that it's ever been over 100 points was one year Sackick had 102 points and was minus 40. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, plus minus is plus minus, right? We know it's kind of garbage, right? Like in a little, in little ways, of course. And, And for a guy like Bouchard, you know, who plays a second line minutes, so he's up against some tough, tough players uh, some of the night, and then he, uh, you know, he's he's getting most of his points on the power play, right? So, you know, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that it might be a little bit skewed uh, against him. Um, but I don't know. I, last night he was pretty brutal. <laughs> like, let's just put it out there from a from a defensive standpoint, he was brutal. Your thought, you know, speaking to our good friends at Call to Hockey, and there's obviously game grades that those guys do. Any others fan knows that, and Kurt Levins did them last night. <clears throat> uh, maybe it's the rule of three, but the guy gets three points. He's minus three, and his game grade was also three. <laughs> so maybe that tells you something. Um, you know, like he's just a big fat anomaly for me right now. Uh, I just don't know whether. Like the best Bouchard we've ever seen is the Bouchard we see in the playoffs. Like that's when he has his best defensive awareness. That's when he seems to be on his game. Is he one of those guys that just really can crank it down for the regular season and be that much, you know, be a defenseman with that much of a lack of focus? Um, 
Dusty made the comparison to Mike Green earlier today when he was talking to um, Greg Wyshynski. And I think like Wyshynski defended Green a little bit because, you know, they said, well, the best defense is a good offense. And he was yeah. one of those first analytical darlings where nobody thought he played well, but it's because the puck was never in. Like, you know, he didn't play well defensively in his own end. Well, it's because the puck was never in there. Um, I'm not sure he's um, Mike Green as much as he might be a Mark Andre Bergeron. And that's slightly terrifying, right? Are you going to quarterback the first power play and just be in the third pairing? And I don't know, maybe it keeps his AVV down and we can afford him for the next seven years as a result. But if the guy's on pace for 109 or he gets anywhere close to 80, he's going to get a lot of money and be the new Darnell Nurse and primary target of every fan in the city that thinks he's getting paid too much. And if you're a Marc-Andre Bergeron type, like, at least Mike Green and Bergeron had the speed to transport the puck, right? Like they could, they could rely on their feet to get them out of trouble. And yeah, they had those gaffes and yeah, they'd shoot themselves in the foot sometimes just like Bouchard does. But my, my fear in Bouchard is that he doesn't, doesn't really have the boots to get out of those situations like those guys. Well, yeah. And so, you know, I, I, um, I responded to uh, <laughs> look. I'm, everybody, if you if you don't uh, follow Bruce McCurdy on on Twitter or or you don't read his stuff, uh, you're missing out. Bruce is an absolute gem, and and we're lucky as uh, as hockey fans to have him. Um, and he's been he's been uh, <laughs> he's been hardcore uh, on this team uh, lately. You know, pulling out some pretty good stats. Um, but I responded to that. Uh, particular one, 109 points, but also minus 109. Uh, and to say, you know, I look at Bouchard and, I've, in, and right from the time we watched him in the rookie games uh, out in Penticton, or at the time, I think it was in Penticton for him. You know, it was always the same thing with him. Is he, he just kind of is this, he's this big uh, defenseman. When he gets the puck on his stick, he can do things with it that, he just don't seem, doesn't look possible. Like he, you know, he goes in and around people. He's, you know, he's calm, but he is like, he is in fact too calm to be a defenseman. You know, like he doesn't, you know, he just doesn't have a sense of urgency out there on defense. And so, you know, I, I mean, we've got nothing to base this on other than he looked good at the second half of last year when Ekholm uh, showed up, he looked good when Duncan Keith was, was there with him. Uh, but those were, that was, and we'll, this will be all part of the discussion today as we go, uh, today that was in a whole different system, a man to man system. And when you're Bouchard and you're a guy that's got this sort of calmness, this lack of urgency on defense, and you're sitting in a zone, <laughs> you know, you're just kind of, you know, I don't know, dilly dallying in the zone, right. Which was the mm -hmm. first goal of the night, right. It's like, you know. Okay, there's a guy there. Maybe I'll grab his stick away from him. Maybe I won't, right? And the fourth. Yeah, no, yeah and the fourth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Whatever. Like, I just don't think this uh, zone defense works for a guy like, uh, like Bouchard. And I think that, you know, I think that uh, maybe it doesn't work for the team. I mean, maybe man-to-man -man doesn't work for the team. Uh, but Bouchard's just like he's here's a guy that needs to be man to man, have a vet defenseman on the other side who can, you know, protect him. Control so his half. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, uh, and so I think that's, you know, this is purely a, so, uh, renegade man says, um, you know, I don't know what the Oilers could do now, but he talks, uh, he says Bouchard at times is sleeping on his own end. Like Barry can like Barry, I assume is what you mean is, is he's like Barry, but he, he can't, he can score, but he can't defend. And so, you know, uh, Barry, there's still a difference. Sorry, go ahead. So anyway, my point is, is. Like if you're gonna play the system, you gotta protect Bouchard even more on the five on five. Like he's gotta be a third line D getting like maybe even the seventh D if you're gonna play eleven uh eleven and seven. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is um this is a case right now where Bouchard I think is is a product of he's a man on man D, like that's how he can play. Uh, because at least he knows it's easy enough. You pick a man, you stick with them in the in the defensive zone. But playing a zone defense requires a certain amount of urgency that I just don't think Bouchard has. Okay, your turn. All right. Um, there's a couple things there. Like ultimately, Evan Bouchard. Here, I'm going to name you four offensive elite offensive defensemen. You tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Kale McCarr, Eric Carlson, uh, Tyson Berry, and Evan Bouchard. Elite offensive defenseman, in my opinion. Yeah. The difference between three of those and the latter is elite offensive defensemen usually come with the advantage of having boots that are fast. Right? You can get yourself out of trouble if you make defensive gaffes or you don't have a radar or the awareness you need. My issue and the reason I say he's a bit of an anomaly for me is those guys can still make up for it and defend with their feet. Like Kale McCarr is one of the best defensemen in the league at defending with his feet. <laughs> he's outstanding. And yeah. Right? Like and and the term for those who aren't familiar with it, defending your feet is really just the ability to stay tight, um, not have any type of dangerous gap, and to be able to do that with the most elite offensive skaters like Connor McDavid that are shifty and quick and moving all over the place. And to be able to stay with them and have the agility to do so is, is an elite skill. Um, Carlson was probably the best skating defenseman in the NHL before McCarr came around and Carlson's ankle injury set him back, but you still see that in those games. And I guess that's, that's my biggest concern with Bouchard is that I'm just not sure. Like if that radar never comes, I don't think the speed's ever coming either. And you know, he's our smallest defenseman. He's our slowest defenseman. Like those things just, you know, he wasn't drafted by Holland. Those things don't bode well, ultimately. And I don't know. I, I just think that that's, that's my biggest issue with the guy is that if you're going to have those gaffes and you're going to have those, then you also have to have the complementary skill to get yourself out of them. And for my analysis so far, He's not there yet. That all said, that all said, defensemen should be judged wholly and heartedly after 200 NHL games. Evan Bouchard isn't even there yet playing man-to-man, let alone zone. Yeah. If, if Evan Bouchard, who's not a great defensively aware defenseman, is six games into his zone career, should we expect perfection already? Well, you would hope at least a little bit better than where he's at. No, like he's, he's been around long enough that you'd hope a little bit better where, than where he's at. 
And, and you know, to my point, though, I just don't think he's he's going to be that guy in a zone coverage scenario. Maybe, you know, I was um, I did some studying on this today because, you know, I knew we'd talk about it. But there's, you know, uh, Tampa Bay played a hybrid zone. Maybe that's the way we need to go. Right. I like that. That one goal that everybody, I loved your tweet, by the way, today, <laughs> check it out. He's at, at dash in the park and uh, you're, you know, talking about who's blaming who and, and use the uh, Spider-Man meme to everybody pointing at each other. Um, you know, that one, you know, play in that zone, right? Like that's everybody's kind of everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, yeah, it's like they have no freaking clue what they're doing anymore. And I maybe maybe the coaching staff needs to go and, and get some extra training on <laughs> what zone on zone looks like, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, at the end of the day, right? Like this is um, this is just not the right system for uh, Evan Bouchard. He's he's not playing it well. He looked he looked awful when he's not on offense, and. Um, you know, I think I think the only reason, and and I think it was Dursa brought it up early, is um, uh, or or might have even been you, is is like if you're going to reward somebody, you know, reward players that play, uh, then you um, you wouldn't have played Bouchard in the third period. But on the same token, he's the one defenseman that gives you offense, and I think Eddie, if he's not the one, but he's you know definitely you know our top offensive defenseman. I think if we weren't down. Uh, early in the third period, he probably would have sat sat on the pine for the rest of the night. Um, I just don't think we can decide whether this zone defense has been the right system for us or not until we actually execute the freaking thing properly. <laughs> well, like, yeah, but at some I mean? point, when do you say we can execute? Right again, well, you know, back to it, that. I don't point. think it's after six games, though. Yeah. I don't. Right, like I understand that our defense defensive structure, you know, as Josh in the comments put it, our, our five man unit. It looks like five balloons blowing around in a windstorm right now, or like Jamie McLennan put it on Dusty's show this morning. It looks like, looks like a bunch of dogs running around in an off leash dog park. Yeah. And they don't know which ass to sniff. It's like, they're looking at each other. They're, they're looking at the player. You know, it's, it's like they just went from man to man to zone defense in the NFL. If we're going to use that reference and, Last night, Wes Welker and Tom Brady figured out a way to get underneath the coverage, right? Like they just kept figuring out where the holes were and picked them off. And, you know, a touchdown later, there we are, seven goals and and our defense got picked apart. But if we're not executing zone defense properly, how do we know if zone defense is proper for us, Michael? Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, um, and, the, and we'll always talk about this copycat league, right? Obviously, there's a response mm-hmm. here. Vegas goes to the uh, Stanley Cup playing zone. Uh, uh, Tampa Boston Bay sets a record for the President's exactly. Cup, and Vegas wins a trophy. Yeah, and then yeah. everybody wants to copy it. Yeah. Uh, now us. Florida, on the other hand, was a man-to-man defense, right? Uh, they made it to the Stanley Cup final. Um, you know, there's a third third of the teams right now are playing man-to-man defense, right? Mm-hmm. Oilers switched. My challenge, and I said this, I've said this to you multiple times, is look, the Oilers got scored against a, a ton <laughs> last year, right? Um, a mm-hmm. lot of that happened though early in the season, 
right? Pre at home, right? I, I don't know mm-hmm. what they what the percentage is. They finished. What did they? What was their finish? Eighteen two and one. Eighteen two and one down the stretch. Yeah. Eighteen two and one down the stretch, playing man to man defense. They exactly. they. I think they took like that Vegas Edmonton series was close. And if not for Marcheseau, like seemingly with the hand of God behind him, <laughs> able to mm-hmm. score whenever he needed to, like my hat's off to Vegas. Like they, they played mm-hmm. a hell of a, like they were a hundred percent complete. In fact, they're showing it again this year, seven, oh, and oh, after seven games, that's a good freaking team. And the yeah. Oilers are a good team. And they took it to Vegas last year. They lost to the guys that won the Stanley Cup. That's not bad. So mm-hmm. why all of a sudden, and I knew that they were going to do it, but why all of a sudden do we need to change the world, the system that we're on, right? NHL pundits watched us go 8-2-1 and one down the stretch, lose to Vegas, in which most of them said that that was their Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Right. And then we changed the system. And then we changed the system. Yeah. So, look, you know. Is it necessary? Maybe. Maybe not. Do we know if it's the answer? Maybe. Maybe not. Look at the comments. K. Wadi, Quadi. Is it that this team simply cannot execute zone D? I don't know. It's looking. Once they execute (laughs) it, I'll let you know, bro. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) you steal another one from McTavish. Um, Production comes from the last 5% of effort. Let that sink in. Have they been there yet? Nope. Now here's they can't produce if they're not getting putting in a full full effort. And when you're standing around like the Spider Man meme, looking at each other, trying to figure out who's gonna cover Wes Welker, that's not a good effort. Woodcroft said it. Not good enough. Yeah. That was his answer. Three words. Not good enough. And I agree. And if it's not good enough, we don't know yet. We don't know that answer. I appreciate the question, but we don't know that. We don't. And Still, though, there has to be a point at which we say it's been a failure, right? And let's hope, let's hope we six. don't get there. Let's hope we don't get there. It's go to the six. next comment, You're Jeff right. Crest. Yeah. What kind of drama will the organization have if the team goes 5, 15, and 1? If that's when we change the system. Yeah, yeah. If we're at 28 American and Thanksgiving, we're 5, right? 15, that's and 1, point, right? absolutely. Yeah. That's when. Yep. American Thanksgiving. Then we have this conversation. There's a, you know, 90% of Oilers fans right now feel like we're already there. We're not there. We're not there. We're not We were capable of 18, two and one in a 21 game stretch. Why can't we do that again? They can do it again. I, I, here's the part that I, that I have some challenge with and why I'm, you know, I'm a little bit nervous is that, you know, it goes back to this Woodcroft panicking after game one. Mm-hmm. If he shows that he can calm himself down and then calm the players down and then, you know, get some discipline on the <laughs> on these bench penalties, right? Uh, yep. You know, then, like, and he's got to show that right away, right? If he can do that. And I believe, you know what? Look, I, out of everything, think that, uh, you know, I like, I love Woodcroft. I'm a big Woodcroft fan, so I'm not. I'm not going to get on this uh, bandwagon, which is starting, <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. I'm not going to get 100%. on the bandwagon. I mean, it started this, in the playoffs. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And he made, you know, again, he made a couple, 
maybe mm -hmm. silly mistakes. Uh, but what I've mm -hmm. always liked about Woodcroft is that, you know, he learns from those things. And maybe that's why the system changed, right? He said, like, mm -hmm. maybe I didn't, you know, maybe we didn't do it right. Now he's he's saying, we'll change the system. It's right right now. It's not paying dividends. But here's, uh, you know, some stranger says you guys might be too optimistic. Maybe, maybe, but there is some. I didn't say that's what's happening. Yeah, but I there is some reason for, there is some, re some small reason for optimism. Right, of course, and the in that whether you're a stats guy or not, is this underlying stats are still in the Oilers' favor right now? The underlying stats yep. are good. There's some, there's some things they're doing wrong, but the underlying stats are good. Uh, and um, you know, like what the PDO is the worst in the league right now, right? And mm -hmm. if you believe in PDO, it always regresses, right? Like it's um, mm -hmm. you know, and that and that's you know, a lot of people look at PDO as puck luck. And the Oilers haven't had any puck luck. That that third um, goal by uh, Hagstrom or whatever, right? Like, uh, mm -hmm. that was, you know, yeah, Campbell could have had it. But at the same time, like, he didn't get anything on it. That's like an off-speed pitch. I think, in fact, I think that's what Louis said right on the on the broadcast. He's expecting that puck to go somewhere else. Yeah. He doesn't expect him to fan on it and bunt it into the net. Exactly. So, so, look, there needs to be a little bit of puck luck for this team. That'll happen. Right, um, the team's working on a new system. If they get it straight, that'll happen. So there's there's some there's some things uh, things that can be done, but there are clearly right. There are clearly, and even <laughs> I love it because uh, angels in the angels in the chat, and those of you listening on uh, on the radio, uh, digital radio. Uh, Angel's always on YouTube. Um, he's a Los Angeles Kings fan, and we were uh, really, uh, <laughs> really negative about the Kings going. So he's getting the last laugh right now. Uh, but you know, the, the one thing he does say, and, and hats off, is the Oilers have always been slow starters. Right? They've always been slow starters, and so look, we've got some, uh, we've got some room that. Um, room to go yet. It is only six games. There is got to be a point. As always, look, talk to us at uh, American Thanksgiving. That's um, like that's pretty much a given. There's what maybe one or two teams that have changed their fortunes after American Thanksgiving. St. Louis Blues one year, not mm -hmm. many do. But if the Oilers are still in the same position by that time, then hey, let's blow the whole thing up. Let's. Uh, let Woodcroft go, bring in somebody new, you know, um, do something different, like do what you have to do in order to make the playoffs this year. Cause <laughs> look, that would be the worst. Yeah. Yep. Yep. hundred percent brother. Well said. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, we're, we're going to, after this next break, we're going to talk about, uh, about the goaltending folks. So, uh, make sure you stick around for that. But, um, anything, I mean, what am I missing here? I mean, we've, you know, we've talked about the forwards. We've talked about the defense. You know, we've talked about the zones. Uh, like, is there, <laughs> is that, is that true? We lead the league in first period goals. Yeah. And we're last place in the league in third period goals. Oh man. Which is quite opposite. Cause to Angel's point, we're slow starters. Yeah. You, not just in seasons, but in games as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, for those listening, I'm just supposed to show you that, like, the you know, the underlying analytics are there and there's, you know, momentum and we're playing the right way in a lot of parts of the game, but the self inflicted 
accidental gunshot wounds are glaring. <laughs> I love Glenn. Glenn, uh, Glenn Moss comment. Uh, the good thing about the whole team getting together early for the captain skate is that we're already in our mid-season slump. Uh, so that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what if we didn't have a captain skate? Would we be zero and six? Right? Like, what the hell? Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is, look, this is not ideal. I, I, I think, like, I can't help but think if we didn't come out and lose the first game 8-1 to one, and the whole world didn't fall apart after game one, yeah, it would be a little bit. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, if, you, if we lost 3-2, to two, right. it'd be a whole lot. Different. Even switch those games, right? We lose 4-3 in game one, but then lose 8-1 in game two. I'm not even sure we'd be in the same mental state, right? Like, it just set off such alarm bells that we lose to a non-playoff team. And then the Philly game was really another one for me there too. Cause honestly, like we always beat Nashville. So, you know, stamp that one on the bingo card. It's the free space. And then after that, we should have beat Philly with that level of talent. Yeah. But games one, two and four, we ran into coaches that run a good system that are tight, that are aggressive, that are physical. Our good friend Shannon in, in Halifax, we we talk quite a bit still from week to week, and um, Shannon Hayne, and I can't tell you how many times he's texted me and said, we're still missing the grip, bud. Still missing the grip, bud. You know, and like, Costin can't be that big of a difference. Is it really Costin? Bukestad was physical, but he's not physical. Hey. Right? Harney's still there. Nima Kane's, Lyman, Kane's Nima, answering Nima. the bell. Kane's answering sure, the bell. Sure, one guy. Yeah. One guy. Right, yeah. but we can't have Nurse and Kane in the box when they're your top no, you power can't. play, or they're your top pairing defenseman, or they're your top line. Right, you need that Ryan Reeves guy to go and sit in the box because it doesn't matter if he's in there anyways. Yeah, cost was a little bit of that. Uh, Davo is on your side here. He says judging Bouchard after five games is hilarious. Been six, uh, that's all right. Uh, yeah, just throw out the entire zone D. Vegas plays the zone D, and so do many other Cup contenders and winners. Uh, yeah, I look. I don't disagree. Um, Bouchard's got a little. Uh, judging him after one game, though, is all right. I, I, I don't have sense the sarcasm, Davo, yeah, and yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, either way, like he's got to play better. He's got to play better defense. I don't know. He's got to figure mm-hmm. it out. So yeah, it's all right. Like maybe not hilarious to judge him after five or six, but he's got to play better D. Like he just has to. This uh, can't uh, continue the way he's going. Um, I and I don't look. I'm not against zone D maybe, but it's the Oilers played fine without it. They were good. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, um, that's one of my problems, but. Uh, yeah. And yeah. we're just not executing that new one to know whether it's good or not. Yeah. Right. You know, tough gall in here. We've just looked bad. We've looked completely lost and we've had three leads except for game one. All the games have been in our hands. Imagine if we played only 15% better. And I'm going to use that to go back to the quote I stole from Craig McTavish. Production comes from the last 5% of effort. And to me, like Josh and I are speaking the same language there. Yeah, 100%. All right. That's a good time for a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, everybody's favorite Oilers subject, which is goaltending. Uh, this is Oilers Live from the Heavy Hockey Network. We're proud to be a part of the, a friend of the Edmonton Sports Talk. And uh, we'll be right back. See you shortly. Devin, Bruce, and the rest of the family. 